This is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. Hey, what's up, folks? And welcome to Dealer News Today. I, You know what? Listen, I hope wherever you're listening to this show today that the weather's glorious by you because here it is rainy in Jersey. I mean, we've had a bunch of nice days in a row, but today is just guru. So hope it's nice by you. Anyway, welcome to episode 13 of season six of DNT. You know, we've had so many great episodes and guests on this show over the last few years, which is just crazy to say. And you could listen to all of them on demand at dealernewstoday.com or, you know, whatever platform you get your podcasts on. We're on all of them. Um, follow us on social media, of course. That's at Dealer News Today. I am your host, Derek D. Yep, that guy from the show Fast Lane Daily. Uh, you can find out more info on me if you'd like at DerekD.com. All right, let's get to our guest. You know, we're switching gears a bit today, pun intended, maybe, because we're going to talk about motorcycles, a specific brand of motorcycle that's been around over 30 years, and it's interesting to learn about how they've done and do business since 1991. So, we have the brand ambassador of Combat Motors on the show. Please welcome Jay Etheridge. Jay, thanks for coming on DNT, man. Well, Derek, thank you for having me. Um, a whole lot going on with the company. Uh, we're getting some new models ready, So, um, but uh, what, what can we answer in this interview today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll talk about we'll talk about all kinds of stuff, but first, let's talk about you. Where, where are you originally from? Uh, originally, I'm from the state of Pennsylvania. I moved to Alabama when I was about 20 years old. Um, got involved with the original uh, company uh, uh, close to, gosh, 15 years ago. And uh, when uh, Mr. Lee purchased the combat brand, uh, I just, I couldn't leave the gas models behind. So I followed uh, the gas models over with Mr. Lee. And that's that's kind of where we're at today. Nice, nice. So you, you're originally from... Uh, Pennsylvania moved to Alabama. Obviously, that's where uh, that's where Combat Motors is based, correct? Uh, they were based in, in uh, Birmingham for quite a while. Uh, they just recently moved to Hurricane, Utah. That's our new manufacturing oh. facility. It's a large building, and, and we encourage people to come visit. Huh? That's cool. So, are you back and forth between Utah and Alabama a lot, or? Uh, I do a, probably a monthly trip. I, I make sure that I get out to Utah when I'm needed to be there, uh, but I, I facilitate most things from here in Alabama. Oh, okay, cool. What? what why was the move to? Uh, why, why move to Utah? Was it just? A lot of open space, get a big warehouse kind of thing and production area. It was the owner of the company. He kind of wanted to move. Uh, he was It was getting a little tight for space where we were. So he was looking around the country, and he and Jason both really loved the West. And Jason's the guy that built every single motorcycle for the company. Uh, so they decided oh, wow. to move out there, and we've worked it out so that we would have all of manufacturing and production out there, and we could operate the administrative items uh, from an office here in Alabama. Huh. Okay, cool. So, it, so combat motors, correct me if I'm wrong, was started in uh, 1991. So, you know, been around for over 30 years, essentially. It was uh, a, a lot of people may remember the, the Confederate brand. Uh, that was how the company started in 1991 in Louisiana. Uh, and 2018, the original company decided they didn't want to do uh, gasoline motorcycles anymore. And they went the electric route. Uh, which is good. I just personally don't feel that the technology is there yet. And when Mr. Lee gave me an opportunity to come work with the gas brand under his combat 
uh, namesake, then I was all for it. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. I, I read something about that. So, so the company was going the EV route. Was that still going to be called combat motors or it was, it, they, they changed their name from Confederate motorcycles to Curtis and they're a publicly traded company. Okay. And that publicly traded company sold off the gas portion of their company, which Mr. Oh, Lee purchased okay. in 2018 and what was great, though, there was a, uh, several people like myself that didn't want to abandon the gas. So we, sure. we switched over with Mr. Lee to the combat brand. So the people, so if you purchase a bike from us, you're still getting the same people that you've always dealt with. Oh, okay. I see. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's those people that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people, even including myself, you know, that loves, like, you know, you love a real engine. You love the, you love the sound of it, the feel of it, the you know, everything that, that, that goes along with a, a combustion engine, you know, I mean, EV is great and all, but you know, for the, uh, the purists and the enthusiasts, you know, you, you, you want that motor underneath you, you know what I mean? Right. If, if um, you live within a city, I, I think an electric motorcycle is a great deal, but most people that buy a sure. motorcycle buy it as a recreational vehicle. It's something you do for personal enjoyment. So get the gas model, get something that, that's going to give you the, the, a full day of fun and not just a few hours. Sure. Sure. And, I, and, and as the technology gets more advanced, then there's going to be, you know, obviously ranges will be longer and further, but it's not necessarily about the range. It's about the experience, about the feel, about the sound. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, reasons for people wanting that. And I, I completely understand it. Um, I, you were originally the CFO, right? And then now you're the brand ambassador of combat. Yes, Motors, I, was, combat I was the CFO of Confederate. I was the only CFO to show a profit okay. in the Confederate company, um, which was great. Uh, good feeling there. But when uh, I had the opportunity to come work with the gas brand, I just couldn't give that up. I have so many wonderful customers that, that are repeat buyers. I just couldn't abandon those folks. And the one nice thing about the, the new combat um, uh, way that we're set up is I don't care how old your bike is. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that, that we're taking care of you. I may not have yeah. the part, but I'm going to find somebody that can either make you that part or get you a great substitute so you can keep your 1996 bike on the road. Well, yeah, I mean, with any dealership, whether it's cars, uh, motorcycles, EV golf carts, I mean, whatever, keeping the customer happy you know, dedicated and loyal. And like you said, if they have a 96 combat motors bike and they need a part, you're going to find it for them. And that builds uh, brand loyalty. And that, that, that's what it's all about. It's, it's making someone feel a great experience when they come and they purchase one of our bikes. And I, I don't care if, if you're purchasing a used 1996 model, just because you love the brand so much that you want one, I want to help make sure that that bike stays on the road as long as you want to keep it on the road. That's that's the way you got to do business, I think. Um, so so you're a CFO of Confederate Motors. Now you're the brand ambassador of Combat Motors. Obviously, you know, people's titles, we know what they mean essentially, but sometimes it's better to delve into it a bit. So for Combat Motors, what does that entail? Like, what does, your, what does a day in your work life look like? at Combat Motors being the brand ambassador? Well, my, my day, first off, it, it starts going through any emails that came in the night before, making sure I'm directly reaching out to anyone that had any questions, concerns, issues with the bike they currently have. I'm looking for different trade shows mm -hmm. and events that I can go to to promote and push the brand. And I also do, uh, I, I manage in with some of the finances of the company as well, uh, just to make sure that, that we're profitable and that we're moving forward in a 
good direction. Yeah, yeah. And as you said, uh, once a month, you travel out to Utah to go to the facility out there. So you've been with the brand, you know, a long time. You're dedicated. You love it. And it's it well, my, my, the favorite part of my entire position is I, I make it a point. And right now our, our sales are, are manageable so that every bike that is sold in the 48 continuous United States, I personally deliver. Oh, wow. So you actually have... You personally or your company has some? I personally, if you order that bike, Jay Etheridge is coming to your house to deliver it to you and show you how it works. And and I'm going to try and get you to go on at least one or two rides before I leave. Oh, that's really cool. So would you just load it up in a trailer and then head on out? Yes. Yeah. We have a really great, we have a really great trailer that that, um, we put them in. I do two bikes at a time and uh, I've been California to Maine. And everywhere in between. Oh, wow. That's that's really interesting. That's cool. So literally, Jay Etheridge will come to your house and or, or, or business or wherever you bought the bike and want it to be delivered, and you'll, uh, you'll, sh- you'll show them how it works. I mean, the bikes are super, super cool, super um, customized and original. I mean, they're just interesting-looking motorcycles. I, that, that whole front fork and suspension design is, is really cool and uh, d- different. I mean, what what... Who who's designing those bikes? Like what? Where does that idea and that that whole style come from? We have a designer. His name is Andrew Ruder, and he worked with us at the old company as well. He's the one that designed the original P fifty one. Okay, and we brought Andrew over with us. And that front end that you you're, you're speaking of, um, we call it a, a monoshock, a wishbone, double wishbone monoshock front end suspension, hmm. because that's really what it said on is two wishbones, and we use a, a real good quality race tech shock in the middle, which evenly disperses the weight of the bike. You know, a lot of times you'll have like Marzocchi or some WP forks and you get one that has a leak in it and your weight's not evenly distributed on the front anymore. Hmm. And that can cause a potential issue. Um, you know, there, there's been people that have had uh, wrecks because of that. So we thought we would eliminate that, put one shock, put a quality shock in the middle and carry that across our platform. Um, now, we are looking, you know, some people have come out and they're like, Jay, you know, can, can you do anything to bring a bike to market that's a little less that maybe, you know, like your top end Harley people would be interested in? So our new bike will most likely have a set of forks on it, but I'm, I'm not going with anything super cheap. I mean, the forks that I use will be quality forks so that you get very similar uh, response and reaction as, as you do with the double wishbone suspension. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I, I looked at all the bikes on the website and, uh, which by the way, it's, it's a uh, combat motors.com. And I mean, they're, they're just super cool bikes and they're big. And, uh, yeah. And, and let's be honest. I mean, these are cut, these are beautiful custom made bikes. And so they're not, they're not cheap. I mean, obviously, and then you're delivering them directly to people's houses. I mean, it's, it's, it, sh- it shows that a lot of care and uh, precision goes into these bikes. Right. But D- Derek, let- let's back up just on one thing you said. A lot of people want to say that our bikes are custom. They are not custom motorcycles. Oh. They are production-run motorcycles. Oh, okay. So just like, you know, you-, you may go and you buy your Ford Mustang, but when you're at the dealer, you say, you know, I want to get one of these Ford Mustangs, but I need to get it. Oops, I apologize. But I need I, I want to get it red or, you know, something like that. Yeah. When you purchase your bike, the same as like going to a Ford dealer, you may say, hey, I want to get this option added or I would like this done this differently. They'll do that at the dealership, but you're still buying a production model. Right. Of course. Yeah. So and that, that's what we are. We do. We do production models. It's, it's often a low run production. Uh, there's like with the Wraith, there's only uh, 11 Wraith bikes out there. Yeah. I guess that's what I mean. I guess I didn't necessarily mean custom. I meant m- more like uh rare 
uh, more like uh, original, um, um, and they're all made, you know, they're all handmade, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Jason Reddick is uh, the technician that builds every bike. Uh, they're 100% handmade. Mm -hmm. uh, it takes, if, if you look at all of the vendors, everyone that's involved in producing this bike, it takes about 1,100 man hours to produce one bike. Oh, wow. Yeah, so the time, precision, and attention to detail, you know, definitely goes into every single bike, and it shows. I mean, they may not be quote-unquote custom, but they definitely look original and stand out, kind of like <laughs> works of art, you know? Um, what, what's the biggest engine you guys have in those? The biggest engine right now is a 132. Okay, 132 cubic inches. And uh, SNS has since discontinued that engine. They've sold it to a different company. So right now we are working on a 124 engine with SNS that's going to be even more homologated for worldwide distribution. Okay, wow. So what happens when it's worldwide? Or you're not delivering it to. <laughs> well, now sixty percent of our motorcycle sales leave the United States as it is. And and what I do is I have a company that I work with. They build an immaculate crate uh, for for your bike and. When you get your bike, you could just about use the crate that it came in as a little garage. Oh wow! <laughs> but you're not going. But but you personally don't fly out to say. No, I, I don't. <laughs> but but if, if you're if, if you're an international uh, potential client, you're listening. Uh, I do everything on this side. I, I'm your liaison. So the right. only thing you have to do is sit at home and wait for your bike to get to the port of your country. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, that that that's pretty cool. So. During like COVID and everything, how did you guys fare? Like, because I know with dealerships and everything and how they were at first, it was like, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, no one knew what was going to happen. But then obviously the automotive world took off and dealerships were doing very well because of the supply and demand and all that. How'd that affect you? How did the supply and demand affect you guys building your motorcycles? Well, it put us on a huge waiting list. We didn't build very many bikes during the time of COVID. And it wasn't that we didn't have the wheel. It was, as you sure. say, the manufacturing, the parts of it. And we're just now catching back up. Uh, we, we've been running on almost a year back list uh, wow. where we couldn't, you know, people that ordered their bikes would have to wait a year to get it. And now we're down to about four months. So if you order a bike today, uh, about four months. I mean, I think, I think that's pretty good for how, uh, how, how detailed these bikes are and the fact that they're handmade. I think four months is... That's not that's not too bad at all, I think. No, it, it really isn't. Uh, there, there's some gentlemen that that were willfully waiting two years to get theirs that I've dealt with. They're like, I don't want the first bike. You know, I want to get closer to the end of the run. I want a higher number uh, on their VIN. So sometimes that takes up to two years. So most of our customers are very patient in their wait. I just hate making people wait. Yeah, well, I, I get that. I mean, you you you, you want to get it to them as fast as possible. And some people, you know, it's the, I, I want it now mentality. So I, I, I get that. Do you guys have multiple dealerships or your, is your main dealership just in Alabama? And then you have, do you have, main, do you have like official? Right. Our main dealership is online. We're online. an online okay. retailer. Yes. And uh, I would love to have some folks around the country that, that wanted to have a showroom. And, and I've, I've been speaking with some Harley dealers that in the future may add that to their to a section of, of their offerings. Cause you know, not some Harley dealers have multiple brands, which is wonderful. I think. Yeah. Um, so I would love to do that with uh, a few of their dealers, but for right now, you know, going to combatmotors.com is the best place uh, to see what we have to offer. And I, I'll tell you too, if you're looking, you know, for a, a pre-owned model, I always use a, a site called cycle trader. And that's where I encourage everyone that has a combat motorcycle to list it. If they're wanting to, you know, uh, sell a, a pre, you know, their 
their pre-owned bike. So you guys don't sell any pre-owned bikes online. I, if I, if I get fortunate enough to get some, I will. Right. Um, the only thing is, is it's like our showroom is completely empty right now. I'll take a bike or I'll find a great bike and I'll bring it in. I'll put it on, on the, the site in two or three days. It's gone. So that, that's a good thing at the moment. I just hate that I never have anything for folks to come and see in the building. But if you do come to the building, um, I'll take you back or whoever's there will take you back and show you the entire production area. So you may not see one full bike completed, but you'll see six or seven bikes in process. Yeah, sometimes that's even cooler. <laughs> you know and what I mean? Like, say, yeah. they, oh, no, I'm glad to see this, you know, because it brings you from the front of the shop all the way to the back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And, and like you were saying before, you know, if you like partner with a, a Harley dealership or, or whoever, it'd be cool to have a combat motors motorcycle bike like featured in there because people would walk up to be like, wow, what's that? You know, cause it's definitely an attention getter because they're so cool looking. Um, so I mean, founded in 91, that's super early for the internet. So did you have like one dealership first and then you guys moved online or like how'd that work? No, the, it, it has always been online. The company, it started in 91. They didn't produce their first motorcycle till 95. And by 95, the internet was kind of getting started. Oh, that's true. They, yep. they tried, they tried to have some, uh, uh dealers, but, uh, for whatever reason, uh, the, the original companies and, uh, the CEO and CFO at that time weren't able to make that work. Uh, it, it's something that we're working towards now that I would love to see, but with online sales, we've just done very well with online sales. And most of the people that want to see our bikes because of the price range they're currently in, they don't have a problem coming straight to the factory to see it. Sure, sure. I, I would assume that as well. That's that's really cool though. The fact that you've been online the whole time, like back in 1995, you, I mean, people probably were like, "Are you sure you're gonna sell it online? Like, how's that gonna and, work?" And that, you know? yeah, and that was definitely <laughs> an issue because the most people at that time still had dial-up. Oh yeah. Oh, 100. We I, I did at my parents' house. I remember 95 having America online. AOL. I think we all did. I think we all had AOL. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was obviously younger, but it was, but to, to be like, no, we're going to sell our, our motorcycles on the computer. People like back then it would be like, that's insane. You're never going to. And then obviously fast forward to now and the most automotive dealer, every automotive dealership does it and they're moving more towards it and getting everything done online first before you even go and get the cars. You're not stuck in the dealership for three hours doing all the paperwork, whatever, all, all that crap. You know what I mean? So you guys oh, are kind I, of, I uh... yeah. Well, my <laughs> wife and I, we just bought a Jeep and, uh, you know, it, it was a half a day affair at the dealership and, and they said, Oh, if you'd have done this online, you could pretty much just got the keys. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're trying to streamline that and it's getting better, but it's not there fully yet. I mean, I think you still go in that back room and they still print <laughs> on that printer, with the perforations on the side, you know? What I'm oh, yes. About? Yeah. Yeah. It's dot matrix. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing here? It's 20, almost 2024. Get the, get rid of this printer, you know? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool that you started online like that. And it's always been online. Uh, how, you know, how many bikes do you guys sell a year approximately? Well, you know, COVID kind of brought us down, but an average year for the company is somewhere between 45 and 50 bikes. Hmm. And, but now the company has not been anything other than U.S. compliant up to this point. Okay. What do you mean by that? So any bike that goes outside of the U.S. has to be 
Uh, it's, oh, yeah, it's known yeah. as homologated. It has to yeah, be homologated yeah. to that country. Sure. So that that hinders a lot of sales on this side because it can cost as much as thirty thousand dollars to homologate a vehicle. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the same with cars too. But once that's done, you know, it's it's like I. I I, we were having a company meeting the other day, and I said, you know, I, I've turned down 16 bike sales to Canada this year. I turned down eight to, to Japan. Uh, oh, it was 20-some to Australia just oh, because man. I don't have the homologations in. So we're going to get that in, and this bike is going to be able to go anywhere in the world. Uh, maybe maybe Germany. Germany, the TUV is very difficult. Yeah. But other than that, I feel confident that we'll be able to get everywhere else in the world. Yeah, because that's, that's a lot more sales. You know, once yes, you yes, get, it is. get over that hump. And that that's part of the reason we have the new manufacturing facility. It's uh, three times the size that we were in. Oh, that's good. And you can amp up, uh, amp up production. We can amp up production. We can have multiple people and we can actually create an assembly line if we ever needed to. We, we prefer to keep it as much hand building as possible. So, you know, you may hear us say assembly line, but what it's going to be is people, people just <laughs> trading tables. Right. It's exactly. going to be the people will be the line moving. It won't be the product moving. Right. It's not robots building it going down a line. It's an assembly right. line of people putting together the, the the motorcycles absolutely yeah i get that so obviously you know we you mentioned earlier that the the original company wanted to go ev you wanted to stay with the you know combustion engines but there's obviously a ton of ev talk and electric vehicle push going on through social media advertising tv commercials i mean the average person did, wouldn't would probably think almost half the cars on the road are being sold are electric which isn't even close to the case so no. so do, do you ever think combat is going to ever offer an option of an electric version or just always stay pure and stay with the combustion engines with gas? I would love to offer an electric version of our motorcycle. But as, as I, I believe I said at the, uh, the beginning or when we were talking earlier is the technology just is not there yet. Yeah. You need to be able to go more than a hundred miles. Sure. And, and I tell people that when the technology is there that I can charge my car and my batteries as fast as I can fill up my tank with gas, <laughs> then the technology is ready. It's funny you said that. I've said that on the show probably a thousand times. I always, I always say the day I could fill my tank the same amount of time it takes to, to uh, the day I could charge my car the same amount of time it takes to fill a tank. Now we're talking because now it's like, oh, this, this and, and obviously the, the infrastructure needs to be there too. But yeah, I mean, that, that, that makes perfect sense. And there's always going to be the, the purest. I don't think that's ever going away. I don't think it's ever going to be everything fully electric. Obviously there'll be hybrids and things like that. But I mean, I love having, you know, I like, I like, I'm a car guy. I love, you know, changing gears. And I, I do have a small motorcycle myself. I live by the beach in Jersey. I whip that around and that's, it, it's, it's so convenient and it's fun. And I like to change gears you know, so there's a, that's always going to be there. And, and it's the same here. But, you know, on the flip side, it's it's like, you know, there there's a place around here. It's called Gunnerville State Park. And the deer are so tame that they'll come up to you. And if you're on a bicycle, they'll do that. Or if you're on an electric scooter. So in mm. places like that, I think electric bikes would be wonderful because it lets you interact more with nature without disturbing it. Sure. And because when you go through there on a motorcycle, it's the same road. I love to blur through there on a motorcycle, but but all the animal, you know, the the wildlife scatters when you have a motorcycle, especially yeah, ours, because because it's louder than the average bike. It it doesn't exceed noise limits, but it is louder than your average Harley. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, I get what you're saying. You know, I've ridden dirt bikes through the woods. Definitely not attracting any wildlife. Right. It, it, it's the opposite, quite honestly. But I get it. Um, you know, never really thought about it that way. That's interesting. But uh, just curious, are you a car guy as well? Not not as big into the cars, um, uh, uh, you know. I guess my my 
hobbies would be more on, on old farm tractors. I like to keep them alive. Oh, that's cool. Nice. But, that's but, that's uh, cool. Yeah, with, with, with cars, I tell people, if you live in a city, I think an electric car is a great idea if that's where you primarily travel. But you need to have a gas vehicle as backup in case you want to drive somewhere. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, if you live in a, like, yeah, metro area, having an electric vehicle, you don't commute that many miles to work. It's, it's perfect. But, you know... It, once you start driving pretty far, you're going to need either a hybrid or electric. That's for sure. You know, I mean, it, it's a tool and tools need to be used how they're designed. Ah, yes. Hey, well said. I like that. So, but so if you want a combat motors motorcycle, you just go to the website, see what you guys have in stock or what you can have in the future. And you start the process right from there. Right. Right. And a little secret is no matter what phone call or what email address you use, if you don't get instant uh, response, it'll come to me. Right to Jay. <laughs> so everything, you know, that that's one of my uh, uh, duties as brand ambassador is, is no call goes unanswered. Well, that's great. I mean, obviously, you guys are doing it right. I mean, you've been in business for over 30 years now and you're out in Utah as well. And like you said, you'll eventually be going to other countries once once the homologation gets all figured out. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really cool. It's different. I mean, I, I enjoy talking to you because this is not the normal for the show. Usually we're talking to dealer owners of dealerships and th things of that nature. So talking about motorcycles and something as cool as combat motors is this has really been uh, interesting another neat thing about combat motors is we're going to treat you more like you've just been a lifelong friend there it is i, I have i have people that, that call me on a regular basis just because they they enjoy telling me about their experience on the bike or they just want to see how i'm doing and i, I love that. Uh, that, that that's how you know you're doing you're doing it right and you're, you're treating customers uh the right way. You know, I, I agree. You know, I, I enjoy all of our customers and my goal is to make sure that I keep them on the road. And if, you know, and as, as our, some of our customers are getting older and I, I've dealt with them for 10 years or more. And uh, when they get to a point where it's like, you know, I've, I've got to start getting rid of, you know, my bikes and all that, I'm getting too old to ride. Then I do everything I can to help them get the best price possible for their bikes. There you go. Hey, I mean, from start to finish, you guys got it covered. That's for sure. Uh, that, that's, that's our goal. We want to take care of people. We, we want to treat you as if you were one of our family members. What, you what would you do for your mom or dad is what I'm going to do for you. There you go. See, folks, you, you, uh, you, you want to get a uh, motorcycle from Combat Motors, you reach out to Jay and he'll literally deliver it to your house. <laughs> Jay, you this, <laughs> yeah, this has, this has been great. Uh, anything else you'd like to add before we get going? No, I just want to tell you, it's been a, a, a great privilege to speak with you today. I greatly appreciate it and uh, best of luck with the show. Ah, well, thank you, Jay. And it, it was great speaking with you as well. And best of luck selling those uh, combat motorcycles. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. All right, sir. Hey, you have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. I appreciate it. Again, that was Jay Etheridge, the brand ambassador at Combat Motors. Uh, for more information on Jay, the company, and their super cool motorcycles, just head over to combatmotors.com. All right, folks. So that will do it for this episode of DNT. Follow us on social media at Dealer News Today, of course. I am your host, Derek D, DerekD.com for all my stuff. Uh, myself and the whole gang here at DNT appreciate you listening. So until next time, this is Dealer News Today.